three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Humble host hunter. All right, so I'm gonna do something I rarely don't do because I'm reviewing the first Peter Rabbit. I'm going to give my review first. I'm gonna give my grade first. So in case you just want to know what the score is, you can hear it. Give this thumbs up and go on your merry way. Uh, this will go fuck yourself. Easily go fuck yourself. Okay, got that out of the way. All right, if you want to say and actually listen to why it's a go fuck yourself. Get comfortable. Uh, so, Peter Rabbit. This came out in February 2018. The new one, uh, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. I do have a review up for that as well. This w- That would have come out in 2020, but, you know, not something weird happened. And, <laughs> and, and the person who wrote the first Peter Rabbit is this guy named Will Gluck. Will Gluck has done... Some stuff I actually like. He did uh, He did uh, the movie Friends with Benefits with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. He was the director, uh, screenwriter, and producer on that. And the one that is baffling to me, and I cannot believe this, and I actually went on a couple sites to confirm that this was true because I saw it. I went, bullshit. Uh, also, he's a producer or, uh, yeah, is a producer on that show Woke. Uh, that Hulu original, which is actually really fucking good. I probably won't review it here on the channel, but it's a solid A. I really enjoy that show. But he wrote, uh, he, sorry, not wrote, he produced and directed Easy A with Emma Stone, which is one of her best roles still. So how you go from Easy A to two not good Peter Rabbit films is kind of baffling to me. But I digress. So Peter Rabbit he is voiced by James Corden, and I'm just going to get this out of the way. James Corden has never done it for me. I just think he's terrible in pretty much everything he's in. I've heard he's good in Doctor Who uh, on there. I mean, that's cool, I guess. Uh, he was good in late in, in uh, The Lady in the Van. I did really like him in that, so I'll give him that, and I'll give him uh, that Mark Ruffalo Kieran Knightley movie being again. I remember seeing him in both of those and actually enjoying him. But when I think about just just off of the prom alone and off of uh, super intelligence and fucking cats, like he just he's so bad. I think in most shit. And while the Late Late Show is not my cup of tea, I think Carpool Karaoke can be genuinely hilarious and he can do a great job with it. But I don't understand where there are just these giant spots in his filmography where I go like he I feel like he's not fucking trying. And again, this isn't Shakespeare, but God damn, this movie is just so dumb. So Peter is just a selfish is just a selfish asshole just, just to get out of the way. That's what he is. And he has this long rivalry with Mr. McGregor. And I will say this makes me really happy. Sam Neill played the original Mr. McGregor. And so, <laughs> so the movie, to its credit, does draw from the, from the books where 
even Flopsy, who's voiced by Marco Robbie, which I don't recognize Marco Robbie's voice at all, but this is probably the easiest check she's ever gotten in her fucking life, so good for you. Uh, she's also the narrator, but the narrator doesn't really pop in that often in the movie, so hopefully she got paid twice. Uh, but he plays uh, he plays Flopsy. Uh, Mopsy is played by Elizabeth Debicki, and then Daisy Ridley plays Cottontail. And here's something that just made me laugh. Because we get a second Mr. McGregor, who's played by uh, Domhnall Gleeson. And so Sam Neill's Mr. McGregor, I was sitting there watching going, all right, what's, what's going on here? And shockingly, Peter Rabbit, because he's a dick, keeps going into Mr. McGregor's garden. And so at the, there's this point where Mr. McGregor catches his ass by the ears and goes, <laughs> and I will say, Mr. McGregor's a dick, but I'll be honest, I wouldn't want rabbit steel in my fucking vegetables either. <laughs> so him being such an asshole actually makes sense. I actually appreciate that. But but Ms. McGregor has Peter by the ears. It's like, oh, I have a hankering for, ra for rabbit stew, which great villain line, by the way. But what does Mr. McGregor do? He has a fucking heart attack while he's holding Peter. And I went, Holy shit, that is dark for a kid's film, but I appreciate that. And so this is where it just shows that Peter's a piece of shit because Mr. McGregor's clearly dead. He's gone. And Peter and the rest of the animals, there's no part of them that's like, oh man, Peter indirectly killed Mr. McGregor. That's kind of fucked up. They're like, oh, free reign of his garden. Fuck yeah. So when the new Mr. McGregor shows up after having a psychotic breakdown after not getting this job position that he'd been wanting for a decade i think he was supposed to be like assistant uh not assistant to the regional manager uh he's supposed to be like assistant general manager or something like that of this high-end this high-end store in london and that i thought was the funniest fucking thing about this movie because this guy has been pining and working and grinding to get this position they basically tell him yeah dude you're not getting it and that's enough to just send him over the edge. Like, after 10 years of pining for one job, like, come on, man. Like, ha get some hobbies. <laughs> but he goes ahead, and he's the nephew of Sam Neill's Mr. McGregor, an uncle he didn't know that he even had. So he ends up moving or going out to the state to go ahead and, you know, sell the affairs and go ahead and get the house sold. So there's a new Mr. McGregor there. So Peter's bliss is very short-lived and this is where i went wow this fucking rabbit is an asshole and it just made me go well okay you deserve everything that's happening and everyone who's joining you or supporting you are really fucking dumb and look i'm a huge fan of rose Byrne. if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that I have brought up the fact that I'm a, not just a fan of hers, but whether it's her and Spy, she's great in Spy. While I don't love Bridesmaids like a lot of people do, she's great in that. She's great in the X-Men films. I actually enjoyed her in Like a Boss. I know a lot of people gave that movie shit, but I actually really enjoyed uh, Like a Box, uh, Like a Boss. And yeah, I'm just a fan of hers in general. Uh, Instant Family is something that everyone should see if you haven't seen that with her. She's an incredible actress, but my God, the way that B is written, she's okay. So the first time she meets Mr. McGregor, you know, she even, 
she's talking shit about the old Mr. McGregor. Like, oh, wow, he died. Like, I'm so happy he's not there here anymore. And, you know, he goes, oh, that's my uncle. She goes, oh, you didn't let me finish. And she kind of sits there in the silence and goes, well, never mind. He was just an awful old man. So as she leaves, she has the fucking gall to go, hey, why don't you leave the gate open? You know, the animals need to eat. So Beatrice, she lives right next door to Mr. McGregor. She has a little studio where she does goes ahead and does really great illustrations of these rabbits, but paints really terrible things of everything else. And so she's growing flowers out in her garden. So my first thought was, I don't know, maybe you can stop being a lazy bitch and grow some vegetables yourself and not tell Mr. McGregor to just leave his fucking garden open for everyone. It, It's a really just entitled ass thing to do. So when he kind of gives her this look like, um, this is my house and my crops and no. And the only reason he doesn't say that is because he really wants to nail her, which to be fair, have you seen Rose Byrne? But that's really the only reason he's even kind of nice to some of the animals is because, oh, if <laughs> if B sees me being a dick, she won't put out. We can't have that. And it's just <laughs> it's this it's such a weird dynamic to have that shit in a in a kid's film, which I mean, I weirdly found some humor in that. What I did not find humor in were some there are two song choices in this movie that are two of the worst song choices I've ever heard in a film before. So there's a point, and I believe it's right after Mr. McGregor dies. It, it is after Mr. McGregor dies. So, you know, the garden's open and the animals all come in. They're like, oh, free food. Oh my God. So they go ahead and they do a remix of LFO's Steal My Sunshine in this song uh, or in this movie. So I'm going to go ahead and read the lyrics to you. These are the lyrics that I remember catching, and I just went, oh, for fuck's sake. Let's all bow down to Peter, because he gave us sunshine, made the garden one big bird feeder. Now our life is so much sweeter. That is a fucking lyric written for this goddamn movie, and the movie doesn't even bat an eye. It's like, yep, totally how it is. Who cares? Nope, Peter's great. Why are you questioning this? I was sitting here watching this with my cat. My cat turned away from the TV and I went, well, you're clearly smarter than me because <laughs> it's hearing that shit. I just went, come on, y'all. Like, I know using pop music in kids films, that's something that's been done forever. But couldn't you just use a regular seal my sunshine? Why do you have to go ahead and do this shitty remix? It just, it, it, it made no sense. There is one scene that it will give this movie. There is this, there is a sequence where Mr. McGregor is trying to cap, uh, capture Peter. And it actually did make me laugh. He puts up this ele uh, electric fence to the garden. And I will say this turns into a more almost sadistic version of mouse hunt where, and by the way, mouse hunts a much better film than, than this shit is. If you want to see how this is done correctly, watch mouse hunt. But this movie is just absurd because Peter and the rest of the animals, he puts up this electric gate. Oh no, we can't get to the garden. We can't get food. So the rabbits apparently are electricians in, the, <laughs> in their spare time because they find a way to reroute the gate. So whenever Mr. McGregor touches a doorknob, he gets sent flying like 30 feet backwards. And I just went, 
come on, movie. You can't, you can't expect me to just go, yep, this is totally fine. Here was my breaking point, everyone. There is this, there's this point where it's just, it's on. Where Peter Rabbit, Miss McGregor, you know, there, it's, it's Peter Rabbit Civil War. It, uh, <laughs> there's just this point where there's no, there's a point of no return. They're gonna fuck each other up, whatever, right? So they start playing Fort Miner's Remember the Name. You guys know that song, right? It's a great song. Uh, you know, the 10%, yeah, that, that song. The guy, uh, yeah. So they play Fort Minor in here, but they do a remix. Again, a Peter Rabbit specific remix in this movie. I'm going to read the lyrics in full right now. Let me take a sip of water here. <sighs> okay. Come on, they're 10% pluck, 20% blur, 15% concentrated power of fur, 5% muscle, 15% brains, 100% reason to remember their names. No, they don't need their names, their name, not names, like that's improper English. Anyways, <laughs> known forever, they just want to be rid of young Mr. McGregor. That is a fucking line in this. They're feeling the pressure Tired of running around feeling frightened, despite the fact that B somehow thinks that she likes him. Jesus Christ. Ah, <laughs> oh, so bad. Uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm not even gonna say I'm not even gonna say the rest, but you get the idea. It is a terrible film. And the thing is, some of the physical comedy that uh Domino Gleason actually performs here, I think is actually really well done. He He's a very good physical comedian. It's just a shame it's being wasted in this fucking movie. And there is this point where, of course, there's the whole, oh, I was bad. I have to be, you know, I have to be emo and feel bad about myself. That whole sequence. B just refuses to admit that this rabbit or rabbits in general can be bad. And it's just, it's really fucking dumb that she can just be, like, look, I love my cat. I have seen my cat go for my PlayStation controller at least a hundred times since I've had him. I, I, I put nothing past my cat as much as I love him. But for some reason, B is just like, nope, nope, nope. There's no way these rabbits, pip, pip, cheerio. There's no way they could be bought. It's just like, oh, you dumb, dumb, dumb woman. I, I can't believe how much I hate this movie. It's a really good thing I didn't see this in 2018 when it came out. Because it would have been on my worst of. I just... I don't understand how a woman can be that naive. And it's really a bummer because when they show the stuff that she's drawing of the rabbits and everything, she's really talented, but it's taken away from the fact that she is an entitled asshole. Who's like, Oh, well you can let's, con let's inconvenience you, even though I can't grow anything, but I don't know. Maybe I could buy vegetables from you. No, no, no. Can't have that. It's just, it's just, yeah. Fuck her. Like, honestly, she's really terrible in this. But, yeah, this is a go fuck yourself. There's no reason to watch this movie. This is really in that same vein as the live-action version of Underdog, where I just go, holy crap, why did someone fucking make this? Uh, yeah, Disney, by the way, should be ashamed of yourselves for making that fucking movie. But, yeah, something I will never watch again. And if you love your kids, put on something better. Put on... Pingles and Madagascar. Put on Kung Fu Panda. Put on, uh, oh God, 
How to Train Your Dragon. I think those are on Hulu. At least the third one is. Yeah, there's better stuff for your kids to watch. Don't make them watch this shit. Love your kids. Don't let them love your kids. Don't let them watch Peter Rabbit. Uh, yeah, I, I, this is dumb. But anyways, Peter Rabbit, have you seen it? I pray you haven't. What did you think of it if you did? You can let us know in the comments. You can go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at nearmanthefirst. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneUp, and Amazon Music at The Real Pineapple to name some spots. And don't forget to like both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. I'm going to be hopping on Twitch here soon, so keep an eye out for that. I don't know if I'll be streaming or if I'll just be talking movies, but we'll figure it out. But Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We're going to have reviews up here soon for In uh, for In the Heights. Going to have a review up soon as well for that movie Monday with Sebastian Stan, which I'm really excited to watch that, as well as my thoughts on the first couple episodes on Loki and our Fast uh, and Furious series are going to be starting off here soon. So I'll have reviews up for all the films leading up to Furious 7 because that's the first review that we did, uh, the first Fast and Furious movie that we review for the channel. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Take care of each other. Get your COVID shot. Wear a mask. And we will talk to you soon. Have a great week.